place people? Okay, I got some. Okay, so maybe it was like you felt awkward out of place because someone caught you picking your nose and you're like, oh, shoot, I just had a booger but I had to pick it and that's really awkward. Or maybe you got like um, picked last for your PE team and you feel like kind of left out or out of place. Or maybe you feel kind of left out or out of place because you said something weird in front of like a group of people and everyone's talking and you said something weird and then everyone stops and looks at you. Has that ever happened? It's totally happened to me. Oh my gosh, all three of those things have happened to me. And sometimes um, we feel a little bit left out or awkward because of our faith, don't we? Because we have a faith in Jesus that's a little bit, you know, not like everybody else. And so we can feel out of place sometimes. And so last week we kind of talked about um, how there's two different worlds. We started this series called Out of This World. And so we talked about how there's two different worlds, how there is earth, the place that we live, right? So we have earth, the place we live, this is the best place, we're here, we're all on planet earth right now, it's so awesome. But then, over here, that needs to not move. Okay, over here we have heaven, right? And so we're like, oh my, ah, oh, it's moving, it's okay. Um, so over here we have heaven, and so we're like, oh my gosh, like I'm supposed to know about God, I'm supposed to know about heaven, like I have a faith in Jesus, and so I know a little bit of what this is like. And so we have this gap kind of sometimes where it's like it feels awkward and out of place we're supposed to live in the world and we're like oh my gosh like how do we do this life it's so cool and then we're like oh my gosh like I want to do the things Jesus wants and it feels like so hard sometimes doesn't it and so like with the things of God it's like we almost are having to live in two worlds because Paul says in um the Bible that we are basically dual citizens, that we're citizens of heaven. So that means like we're supposed to live for heaven, but yet we live here on earth. So how do we do that? How do we wrestle with the tension between living on earth and all the earthly things, right? Because we're in this world and there's, there's sin, there's stuff that we mess up with and we don't make the right decisions all the time and we do the wrong things. And so sometimes some people might deal with the tension by just being like, I'm just going to choose the world and the things of the world because it's easier. I'm going to choose to screw up. I'm going to choose. I'm going to just hurt my friends because it's easier and I don't really care and da, da, da. And I'm not even really going to care about God. So some people deal with the tension like that. And then there's other people who are like, oh, my gosh, I so don't want to sin. The world's all bad. And, oh, my gosh, this is the worst. And so they're like, I'm just going to hang out everywhere all the time, just only with God. And it's going to be so crazy. I'm going to, like, isolate myself from the world, right? And so both are kind of weird. And both are kind of a little bit awkward. And so we don't want to do either of them. But God's saying, hey, I want you to live in this world. But I want you to have this way of thinking. And so how do we do it? Like, how do we deal with the tension between the two? And so we're going to talk about that today um, because God is asking us to fully immerse ourselves in this world while making out-of-this-world decisions that transform us from the inside out. He's basically saying, be in the world and for the world, but don't be of it. So how do we do that? Um, and we kind of talked about that with a little bit in my life group this last week. I don't know, who's in a life group? You guys all in life groups? Yeah, I'm in life group. Life groups the best. We totally talked about that, and like we were like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to deal with it. Like, how do I, how do I live in the world, but like for God, and like what are some ways that I can do that? We got to brainstorm a little bit, and that's what life groups are for. You guys can unpack that kind of stuff, and so it's pretty great. Um, so my question to you today is, how many of you, by the show of hands, have ever done anything selfish? Is everybody raising their hand? Okay. 
If everybody's not raising their hand, I'm going to get everybody in this room to stand up. How about that? So I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions. And so if it applies to you and the answer is yes, I want you to stand up. But once you're stood up, stay standing, okay? Are you guys ready? You want to try it? Okay, I'm going to sit down too because I am involved in this. So my first question is, has anybody ever cut in line? Stand up. Have you ever cut in line? Okay, that's a lot. Okay, stay standing. All you people standing, stay standing. Okay, who has ever grabbed the last piece of pizza or the last food that's on the plate because you wanted it? If that's you, stand up. I'm standing up a second time because that's so me. Okay, the next question is, have you ever found money and immediately kept it? Stand up if that's you. Stand up. <laughs> okay, the other question is, have you ever been on Instagram, played Clash of Clans, or Candy Crush, or something, when your friend or your mom or your dad is trying to talk to you? Stand up if that's you. Okay, I think, I think we've got everybody standing, except for some boys in the back, but I think, I think you guys have done that stuff. I really do, but that's just me. I'm gonna try two more questions. One is, when your friends are hanging out, do you usually try to convince them to do the things that you wanna do? Like you're like, hey, no, that's a bad idea. We shouldn't do this, because we should actually do this. It's more fun. Because you actually wanted to do it. I've totally done that. Awesome. Okay, so I think we got everyone standing. So I want to get everybody to sit down. You guys are awesome. Thank you for being honest. That was perfect. I love how the first question almost everybody stood up. It was the best. So cutting a line, playing with stuff when we're on our phones and other people are trying to talk to us and taking the last stuff, and keeping money immediately when we find it. Like, those can be some pretty selfish desires, can't they? Like, sometimes when we do those things, they're a little selfish. And I am a little selfish, too. Out of all those things, I probably did all of them, or still do them, which is crazy. Um, but when I was growing up, there was something that I did that was super selfish. So, I don't know if you guys know about these things, but they are called pogs. Has anybody ever heard of pogs? Okay, there's leaders in this room that have heard of pogs. So I'm going to tell you what pogs are. These are pogs. And you're like, what is that? That's so weird. Okay, but let me tell you what pogs are. Pogs were the thing back in the day, okay? They were like things that kids played with. And all they are are these like cardboard chips. And you stack them. And then you have like these round big plastic chips called slammers and then you take this stack and you slap it and then you slam it basically and all the chips fall and so yes the poison one I had that one oh that's so tight okay um so and they all fall and if one's on the side with the picture on it then you get points if one's on the side of the cardboard side the pogs then you don't get points so it's just, it's just this crazy thing so anyway it was this big craze, this big fad when I was in like third grade. And so all the moms in my neighborhood caught on to it. And you know what they did? They went and they bought pogs to sell to all the kids in the neighborhood. And you know what? My mom was one of them. And I was like, my mom had this binder of all these pogs and these slammers. And so she'd let me look at them sometimes. And I thought, dude, I'm my mom's kid. Like, 
I don't have to pay for these things. Like, she should just give them to me, right? And so I'm looking through my mom's binder, and, like, I'd look at, look at it, like, more than once. And then, like, I kind of get this idea, like, I'm just going to take some because I can. It's like my mom. I shouldn't have to pay her for stuff. And so I literally look through the binder, and I pick that one and that one and that one. I had this lime green bucket, and I put all the pogs in there that I wanted, and I hid them from her. I stole them. And I didn't even think in that decision how that would affect my mom. Like, that was like a selfish thing. Like, I wanted the pogs so bad that I was going to take them no matter what. And if my mom didn't know, if my mom did know, and it just didn't even matter. Like, I was like, whatever. I'm taking those pogs because I want them. And so that was one of my selfish desires, one of my selfish things. And let's be honest. Like, that's kind of the way we live our lives sometimes, huh? Like, we think about every opportunity that we get, and we ask questions. Like, how is it going to affect me? Like, How does this help or hurt me? Will I have fun? And we're asking these questions that are on this board right now. Like, do we pretty much evaluate every opportunity and the decision we make by asking the questions, how does this affect me? Will I have fun? How does this hurt hurt or help me? So if it benefits me, then great, I can do whatever the heck I want. And that's what we think sometimes. And that's why we have selfish decisions, because we don't think about other people else, um, other people. And so sometimes that it might even, like, translate to even here at church. You're like, oh, my gosh, like, am I going to Sugar Fest? I don't even know. Is it going to, how is it going to affect me? Is it going to have, am I going to have fun? Like, am I going to have fun there? Like, how is it going to help or hurt me? Or, oh, it's not going to be a big deal. I shouldn't bring my friend. None of my friends are going, so I'm just not going to go. And so that's how we make our decisions about everything we do in life. And so it's like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? And so on some level, this way of thinking is normal because if you were like, walking across the street and you're like oh my gosh how is this gonna affect other people like I don't know and you're like but if you're walking across the street and you're asking how does this affect me you might stop because there's cars that go by right there's trains that go by if you just walk across the street because you're like whatever it's whatever you know what I mean and so we don't want to do that and so like in some sense they it's a survival thing and and We can do it that way. But on another level, this way of thinking can be a huge problem because thinking about ourselves becomes a problem when we forget that we aren't the only person being helped or hurt by our actions, our words, decisions, and attitudes. So in talking about this world, like the world that we live in on earth, and in talking about heaven, thinking about ourselves is a this world earthly way of thinking, isn't it? So if we're just thinking about ourselves, then we are involving ourselves in this world only. We're not involving ourselves in that world. And so if you think about it, our culture is kind of driven by selfishness. Like it's like who can have the best stuff? Like who's going to get the best grade in class? And oh my gosh, like where are your parents going tonight? Or like whatever. Where are your friends going tonight? Oh, I want to be there. And like so we choose based on these selfishness stuff that the world has to offer. But out of this world thinking requires us to think differently. So out of this world thinking, thinking like heaven, thinking like Jesus, thinking about the things that God cares about, like requires us to think differently than the world thinks. And so if you have a Bible, I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. It's in the New Testament. And it's basically a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the First, one of the first churches ever 
existing in the church of Philippi. So he wrote letters to all these churches and told them about Jesus and how they should live. And so it still applies to us today. So Philippians 2, verse 3 through 4. Um, so it says this. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Hey, boys, can you be a little silent? You're distracting everybody. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so what Paul's saying is, one, don't be selfish. And then, two, don't have vain conceit. Okay, what the heck is vain conceit, right? Like, what does that even mean? It means, like, don't try to impress other people. So if you're walking around and you're, you know, wearing the clothes you're wearing or whatever you're doing or you're doing whatever you do to impress others, Paul's saying don't do that. So don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble and think of others' well-being. So if you are um, basically in the world and you're with somebody, then it's kind of thinking about how, am I, how is my actions, how, what, what will the other person benefit over myself? So it's thinking about others before you. And so you're like, oh, my gosh, like how the heck am I supposed to do that? I, I, like, I make selfish decisions all the time, and I still do that. Like what, what am I supposed to do? But out of this world thinking says, how is this going to affect other people? So, like, don't look out only for your own interests or the things that you want, but look out for what is going to help or hurt somebody else um, before you make that decision. Take that into consideration. And so then, if we look a little bit further into verse 5, verse 5 through 11, we're going to learn a little bit from Jesus because Paul's talking about Jesus to this church because Jesus was here and he, he died for our sins and then he resurrected. And so then we're all supposed to live, with, live for him and follow his example. And so, verse 5 says this, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So what is Paul saying here? He said, in your relationships with one another, verse 5, in your relationships with one another, act like Jesus did. Act like Jesus did. Be, the, be what Jesus did for you. And if you think about it, we have a God who is awesome and amazing, and he existed before any one of us. Like, he, like, created us. So if you think about it, he kind of had the right to be selfish if he wanted to. He could be like, you know what, I don't like it that way, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this. But instead, he took the nature of, like, serving us. So he, like, decided to die for our sins. And he decided to serve us instead of being like, you know what, I want it this way, so it's going to be this way. Instead, he chose to love us. And so that's the example that Jesus set. So how are we setting that for other people? Like, how are we, how are we doing that? How are we being that example? Because this is what out of this world is thinking all about, is all about. It's about being like Jesus so the world can get a glimpse of God, of heaven on earth. So have you guys ever heard um, in the Gospels where Jesus says, like, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near, or the kingdom of heaven is at hand, or the kingdom of heaven is here, but it's not yet? Have you guys heard of that? 
So basically, what that means when what Jesus is saying is that, like, hey, I've given you myself. Like, I've, I've come on this earth, and I was there to show you what this is like. I was there to show you what heaven's like. I've given you my Bible, like my word, and I want you to read it to figure out what this is like and so that you can experience it for yourself so that you can be like this in that world. And so that's what God is saying, and that's what Paul is saying in this passage. Like, be like Jesus in this world. And so you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, how do I do that? Because I constantly feel pulled between this, this tension. Like, I want, I'm here, but I'm supposed to live for that, but I don't know what to do. And so what God is saying and, like, what he wants us to do is he wants us to take this world that we know and experience, and we know because we know Jesus, and he wants us to be like that and take it here. He wants us to take it to this other world where we can have both and we can be both. We can be in the world and enjoy the things that God created, but not act like it, but bring heaven here to earth so other people can see what Jesus is like, which is so awesome. And so you're like, oh my gosh, Kristen, like, where do I start? Like, how do I, how the heck do I bring heaven to earth and what I know about God and what I know about Jesus to everybody else in this world? And how do I do it? And the first thing, you guys, I think is, one, spending time with God. Like, take time to spend time with God by reading his word and praying. Because that's how you get to know God. And he made a way for that. And so if you're not doing it, we don't know what God's like. And so if we're reading our Bibles, we can know what God wants for us and how he wants us to live. And if we're praying, we can hear his voice, which is awesome. And so we can know what God wants us to do. And so then, and then... We can put that into practice. So first, we got to spend time with God by reading his word and praying. And the second is paying attention to the interests of others. So like paying attention to what might benefit somebody else um, and doing that, serving them like Jesus served, because like we learned today, and, and being that person to them. And both of these things like might be really hard at first. It's like, okay, I don't spend time with God. Like, I mean... I don't spend, I haven't been spending time with God every day, and I've been literally making a conscious effort to do it every single day because I know that I need to, and it's helping, and I don't do it all the time. I'm not perfect at it, but if I, when I do, then I'm able to understand more of what God's like to share with everybody else, which is awesome, and then pay attention to others, so it's a process, so this week, what I'd love for you guys to do is maybe start by spending some time with God, like read a verse or two a day if that's all you can do. And then second, pay attention to the interests of others. So like when you're around them, um, pay attention to what they're interested in. Pay attention to what they're like. Pay attention to like maybe what might benefit them. What can I do to serve them? And then just try it. Just try it. It only takes one shot and it gets easier after we keep trying. And so instead of like wondering how like other people um, can help us, think about how you can help them. And that's the whole goal here. Instead of Think, wondering how people can help you, think about how you can help them. So as you guys go into your breakout groups today, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about um, if you, who has been the one that you've been most interested in lately? Has it been yourself or has it been somebody else? And who might that person be that you need to be a little bit more interested in? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to break out into breakout groups. So boys are going to stay here, and then girls are going to go outside. Um, we're going to have a little bit of discussion with our leaders today. Um, so let me pray. God, thank you so much for every single person in this room. Thank you so much for every single boy and every single girl. I just ask God that you would just reveal um, more of yourself to them, God, that we might be able to experience you so that we know how to live um, out 
what you taught us in this world, God. I thank you so much for everything you're doing. I ask, God, that you would teach us more about you and um, align our hearts with you. And we pray. Amen. Okay, so breakout groups, boys here, girls outside.